Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loris College. In this episode, we will take a look at the counseling services available on campus, as well as the challenges presented by the current COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and joining me is Trisha Borelli, Director of the Counseling Center. Trisha, welcome to the Duhawk Digest. Thank you. Happy to be connected. Yeah. So, how are things? How are you handling things with the uh, the pandemic upon us at this point? You know what? I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Um, I've got three kiddos and husband, so my five people in my family. We've had our first big family fight that we got through. <laughs> Very thankful for the nice weather, so we can get out of the house a little bit. But we're we're managing. I'm sure probably better than a lot of people. So I'm trying not to complain too much. Yeah, it's there's no script for this. We just kind of make do with yeah. what we what we've got, right? It's definitely new territory. Yeah. Well, let's start our conversation by just taking a look, uh, getting an overview of what the counseling center is all about. Yeah, the Counseling Center, I'm hoping most students know that we have a Counseling Center on campus. I know every once in a while I still find people who aren't aware that we exist, which is tough, but we are actually located in the ACC next to the Health Center. So most students end up at the Health Center at some point in their college career. So if you look right next to the Health Center, that's the Counseling Center. And there's two of us in the counseling offices, um, Elizabeth Ramos, who's awesome. Um, she's there 10 months out of the year. And then I am as the director there uh, 12 months out of the year. And we mostly, our job, I mean, we do some um, outreach definitely and I attend some meetings and things like that but mostly our job is one-on-one -on -one with students we do some groups but um, mostly we just are there for students in need and it's not just students who have you know real significant mental illness although we do definitely see students with mental illness um, but also just students who are feeling overwhelmed or stressed um, and just have all kinds of stuff that come up. Maybe they get bad news from home or they're having problems with a roommate or something like that. So we provide free counseling. I always say free, but it's part of the tuition. So I'm always telling people come and see us because you're already paying for it. Uh, but that's really nice because they don't have to access their health insurance, which is nice. Um, and it's also nice because um, sometimes if they feel like we need to intervene at all with professors, they can sign a release of information and we can, you know, have conversations with professors or, um, you know, a boss or something if, you know, they're really struggling. So it's nice that we have services right on campus and it's completely confidential unless we get that release of information. And, you know, some colleges don't, they outsource their counseling. So some colleges don't have counselors right on campus. So I feel really good that Loris sees mental health as a priority. So, yeah, so, so those are just general things from the counseling center. Yeah, and so what are some of the different ways that you work with students? Kind of when they, obviously you see a kind of a, a gamut of different things, as you mentioned, some are you know, more severe than others. But uh, yeah, what what kind of things that can they expect when they come into the counseling center? Uh, when they come in, I mean, usually most people email or stop by to get an appointment, um, and then there's just some initial paperwork that people fill out, kind of saying you know what brought them in, or maybe if someone referred them. Um, 
a lot of what we see, I mean, every semester I do stats to kind of see what the identifying problem is, and we get a lot of anxiety. That's probably the highest thing we see. Um, depression's probably close second, um, and a lot of the times those are intertwined. Uh, we see relationship issues, um, some trauma. You know, a lot of times when we're getting into some of these, like depression or anxiety, we find out that they're actually some trauma from the past, maybe childhood stuff, or maybe a sexual assault, or just, um, you know, some really challenging things that people are saying, this is anxiety, but they don't know that it's related to some underlying issue. So part of what we do is just talk therapy. We do a lot of cognitive behavioral work. I know that's kind of a psychology term, but most people kind of seem like they understand what that is now. We kind of talk through thoughts and feelings and try to work on, you know, changing behavior patterns and trying to find healthier ways to cope with just the stress of college. I mean, I love working with college students because it's just such a fascinating time in their life, you know, where they're going through, I mean, a lot of growth and adjustments and a lot of them obviously are away from home. So it's all kinds of stuff. Um, and some people are like, oh, I'm never going to need counseling. And then, you know, a couple years in, they show up and, and then they're like, why didn't I come earlier? This is awesome. Because it's just nice to have a safe place to come and talk. And, you know, we're just, we just kind of want to be that a safe place where people can kind of share and kind of work through stuff. So we see about probably 10 to 13% of the population, okay. which is pretty consistent with other schools, no matter how big. Um, again, some people, you know, don't even know about counseling services and other people it's just a hard step to take sometimes to to come in and ask for help but then i do have people what i love the most is when i hear people coming down the hall in the acc and somebody will be like hey where are you going and i love it when i hear when they're like oh i'm gonna go see the counselor it's my weekly meeting i'll see you later and i'm like okay that's cool you know so some people are really encouraging a lot of students invite their friends to come when they're struggling or they'll drag their roommate in and be nice. like hey he's really having a hard time but but we do see some really significant things too we had you know actually quite a few hospitalizations this semester by quite a few i would say usually i have about maybe one two a semester and this semester we had about five hospitalizations before we left campus so you know people are struggling you know and that's sometimes just to kind of get people kind of stable and maybe some people need medication getting a doctor involved but but it's pretty there's a real rise on mental health issues on the college campuses so it's okay. pretty important service <laughs> yeah absolutely and and obviously so students don't always know when you, know, you don't plan to have a need to go see a counselor or, or something comes up or um at least that initial drive to, to your office so over the course of the academic year, do you tend to see fluctuations? Like there's certain times it kind of peaks here and there, like yeah. the students reach out more to, during finals or holidays, right. or even like when they first get on campus and they're transit and they're kind of getting used to that transition? Yeah, I would say um, actually more than in the past, probably the last maybe five, 10 years, some students who have mental health issues are checking in with us even before they get to campus which is awesome you know i'm part of orientation and so i get some parents running over to me saying hey my son sees a counselor at home can you get connected with him and that's really nice because then it's like we can kind of start working with them before things get stressful but um i will say you know during midterms is a real high time um 
finals, probably not so much because I feel like they're so overwhelmed. A lot of times that's when we'll have a no-show because, or people will cancel because they're so overwhelmed by academics. Like mentally, maybe they're not doing the best, but that's not necessarily when they come in. But um, probably mid-semester. Um, I will say that springtime, for whatever reason, and it's interesting that this is what's happening right now, in our world because um, March and April are significantly, no matter where I've worked, colleges or otherwise, I worked in a hospital for a while and a rehab center and, and private practice in March and April are historically a really high time of stress for students and I'm not exactly sure why that is. I think for college students, you know, obviously there's like midterms and things like that. But again, historically, I don't know if it's because, you know, Again, winter's kind of long. You kind of think spring, people are getting outside, people are in better moods, but I almost feel like sometimes people are holding it together so long that, you know, by February, March, you know, their reserves are low. So that's really mid-semester and March and April are probably our busiest times. Obviously, summer's pretty low. Okay. Um, well, and yeah, once, but, once students leave for the summer, do you still main, maintain contact with them or is, yeah, how, does, I, how does the summer work for you once the academic year is over? Yeah, well, the summer, like um, Elizabeth's off in the summer and she still is awesome. Like she'll still stay in contact with, you know, some of her students who really need her. I know that she's on email and stuff, but I am still at Laura, so I can see, you know, some of her students that you know, since she's not there. And I see a lot of local students or some students that are um, maybe working or doing sports camp or taking classes. So it's not busy, but I'm still there. So I do have contact. Um, in terms of our out-of-state students, you know, I maintain some email contact with them, but I can't officially do counseling with them um, because I have a a license in Iowa, which is actually something I think we're probably going to get to later, but I'll kind of just speak to it now is that during this whole COVID-19, one thing that has been really hard, and there's been lots of conversations um, with all, among all like the colleagues that we have here in Iowa in the same role is how are we helping our students that are out of state and we've all been writing letters to the governor and um, trying to do things. So actually just a couple of days ago, we got word back from the Illinois um, State Board that they're allowing, this is new, I haven't even posted this on our website, um, because originally we just said we can only work with in-state students, students that actually live here in Iowa or, you know, are um, here because they didn't leave campus or are living in Dubuque. So that was the only people we could serve during the past month. Um, but right now we are it has been lifted in Illinois that they're allowing, because of this pandemic, um, providers outside of Illinois to provide students, to provide counseling to students in Illinois, which is a huge, huge part of our student population. So that's going to result, we're going to get busier here in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, Elizabeth and I are really fine with that because we were trying to get those people hooked up and you know, all the telehealth professionals in Illinois are super busy too, so they weren't getting the support they needed. So that's really good. But back to your question is like in the summer, we stay in contact with a lot of people, but I think most of the time people do better in the summer. Some of those people are going home to not maybe the healthiest place. So some of those students like to stay in contact. So we stay in contact. We just don't really do official counseling sure. with those people. Okay. So, that was a lot of rambling. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite all right. <laughs> so uh, 
when they are on campus or even when, whenever you're, you're kind of working with students, what kind of, uh, what, do you, what do you provide support for? And you mentioned depression, anxiety. Yep. Um, is there anything else, you know, what's, I mean, there are a lot of things that, that impact students. So um, what, what different things can you um, expect to help students with? I would say, um, you know, we do like a lot of like skill building, like assertiveness. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of people in general are like this, but especially this generation kind of is, well, maybe not especially generation. I, um, I think a lot of people avoid conflict and don't like confrontation so we have a lot we do a lot about communication skills we practice things and having hard conversation uh, i just wrote an article um before we left in my little tips for trish and the Lorian about having hard conversations because one of my students was like got back to her her residence hall and her roommate had moved out and she had no idea you know it wasn't great but they you know didn't have the conversation and it's like oh my gosh people we need to be able to, this is hard but this is a life skill that you need to learn you know whether it's like an intimate relationship with someone like a romantic relationship or whether it's family like i've talked with a lot of students about having hard conversations with their parents especially before they went home for this virus like they really needed to um just kind of set themselves up to be successful and um some of that is communication so we do a lot about communication um i also do a lot of just stress reduction um, and anxiety work like we do a lot of like breathing techniques and i talk about meditation um, there's something called emotional freedom technique which is like tapping which used to be kind of for veterans you know because of the trauma they've been through but there's a lot of evidence now that when people physically get anxious you know, you know, some of these skills can really bring down their anxiety. So sometimes I do that with students. Sometimes people are like, that's a little weird. But, um, but there are a lot of people that are like, okay, that is, I don't do that. They do it to themselves. You know, I'm not touching them, but they, um, <laughs> but it really does, you know, cause they sometimes get really stressed really fast. Um, and I think that's something too that I'm not going to say is necessarily specific to this generation, but when you hear people talk about, you know, the whole participation medal thing and how these, you know, some of these students were, you know, kind of parents took care of them and did hard things for them and things like that. I don't think that's across the board by any means, but some of this is like, okay, you're going to be okay. You failed this test or you screwed up or you, you know, made a poor decision, that doesn't define you. Let's figure out how to move on from this. So coming to our office is just like a safe place to be like, we accept you, let's kind of hash through this and, and move beyond it. And I think that's what, I think that's what people are finding. And, and it's all about relationships. For us, Elizabeth and I both have this mentality that it's like, if you connect with people, you know, and you can really be honest and vulnerable, then lots of really cool things can happen. So it's really just a safe place to come in and, and talk about. So people come in with an identified problem as, you know, I want to, you know, get back together with my girlfriend. And then we end up talking about, you know, their sister or their, you know, best friend in high school that was, you know, not very kind to that. You know, we talk about all kinds of stuff. So sure. And so at any time, any support you provide, is it's all unique to the individual student and kind of, yeah, yeah, just kind of fit what's work, what works best for them. 
Yeah, and sometimes if we find like there's a theme, like I know a couple of years ago, I was working with several students who had some body image issues and, and um, some unhealthy eating, distorted, you know, body image. And so we made a group for them, you know, and we had that and it lasted, I think it was more just a semester long group. But sometimes when we find out there's little themes, like we had just been working on having like a grief group with some, some students who were interested in getting together who'd had some significant loss in their life. So there's not like a specific group that we have all the time, but sometimes when we feel the need, we're like, okay, let's do this because I really think group, you know, group work is really cool too, but, um, but it just depends on, you know, the need. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So you hinted a little bit in terms of your, your background, um, kind of working in other, yeah. can you kind of divulge a little bit more and kind of what, what you were up to before you actually came to Loris as a, sort of working with the counselor? Yeah. Sure. Well, I, um, let's see, I got my degree from SLU, let's see, way back in 94, that's a long time ago. And I worked with mentally ill adults for a long time. And then I did in-home work. Like we worked, I um, moved back to Cedar Rapids where my husband and I are from. And I did in-home counseling with kids and families. And a lot of times they were um, working with like DHS with the, they maybe had an abuse or neglect, you know, so that was really eye-opening, but did a lot of family work then. And then for about 10 years, I worked in an outpatient facility at a hospital in Cedar Rapids, and I did all kinds of stuff. I did marriage, couple work, I worked with kids, I worked with, you know, adults with anxiety, all kinds of stuff. And that was really cool because I got this whole, you know, just a broad range. It was different every day. But what I did find in that job was that I love this population of students, like, you know, teenager, young adult, you know, and in transition. So I actually had a friend who kind of encouraged me to apply for the Mount Mercy director of counseling job. And I got that kind of on a fluke because I had no higher education experience. So I worked there for three years before my husband and I made the decision to move to Dubuque. And then we moved to Dubuque and I did private practice for a while here. And, you know, I really like that. And I still do a little of that on the side, but I just miss the community piece. Like, I love working individually, but I also do love being part, I mean, like, working at Loris and being able to, you know, be part of these larger community activities and go to sporting events and participate in some of these conversations about, you know, moving forward with, you know, things. I just, I love that. So I've really loved being at Loris. I, I tell people that I bugged Art Sunleaf until he hired me because I didn't have a part-time counselor at that time. And I started with Mike Boyd and he was awesome. And then he retired the year after I got here and I guess I forced him into retirement. And then I became the director so and hired Elizabeth. So it's really, it's so good. And the team of people, I just really love, you know, the people I work with, you know, sometimes we, our personalities sometimes clash or we have different opinions about things, but I really respect everybody. Um, you know, and just really feel blessed to, to be able to do something that I love in a place that is really just home. So I know that's kind of a cheesy answer, but it's legit. No, that's nice. And that's very much a Loris, very much a Loris thing. I mean, it's just a, it's yeah. just a home. Yeah, so. it really is. So yeah. it's good. I really think, you know, going forward with all this stuff, I know, you know, a lot of the meetings I'm on every day with student development is like, what can we do for students? How can we stay connected? And everybody's just, you know, so motivated. And, and one thing I will say is I had a, I don't know if Art will listen to this or not, but I had um, 
a conversation with him about a week ago and I get to see students all the time. I mean, they're the same couple students, but I have that interaction, whereas he's kind of really missing that. And he said that he was in a meeting and I think it had some student government um, students part of that and then just some of the other minds of Loris. And he told me that he got off the phone or got off the Zoom meeting and was really tearing up because he just was so great seeing those students and he was like I had to hold it together until after the meeting and I'm like Art that's what this is about that's my job to say don't hold it together you know <laughs> it's real you know we're all like mourning this I'm getting teary I just thinking about it it's just like you know that's that's part of this experience is like going to through together and talking about how it sucks and talking about how what we miss about Loris and being together and I think that's where we we join and that's really where we come together is just talking about how you know it's it's a scary time and but we still we still care about each other and we still need to stay connected and and be real you know not pretend you know that this is this is easy or that this is going to be over in a week because it's not so yeah and it's yeah, as i mentioned before it's a, it's a unique situation so i mean nobody's nobody's been through this before and i mean with the campus closed down and students now all working mm -hmm. online only i right. what kind of what kind of response are you seeing from students at this point i mean we're, we're a couple yeah. weeks into online learning and you know, what what kind of responses are you getting at this point I feel like at the very beginning, I was, you know, the whole adjustment to online, I think was really hard for people. There was a small portion of people that were like, oh, I did online courses in high school. This is not a big deal. But I think the thing is, is it's huge transition for a lot of our faculty. I mean, we already know we have awesome faculty, but several of these faculty have never done this before and so i think sometimes students are like oh my gosh this is really overloaded but i'm like this is an adjustment for everybody you know i'm like email your professors and talk to them about what you're struggling with and maybe you can kind of you know find some common ground you know i'm sure that some you know people are still struggling with the online learning but i think i think they're getting i think it's getting easier i do think the zoom meetings really help i know some students don't have any because it's you know all just e-learn or online or you know like emails and things like that but i do feel like when students see each other and have these meetings even though it's kind of goofy and weird i think it's i think it helps people feel less alone mm -hmm. so i've heard some good things about those zoom meetings um i think i mean this week spring break for them you know whether it's really break or not but I think that has come because I think students were, you know, need to catch up and stuff and have some downtime because I know they've still been working really hard. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different experience that they have to adjust to. I think um, probably in the last week, I've heard more about boredom and loneliness. So I think the first couple weeks was kind of like adjusting to the online piece and being home. And then probably this last week, it's been more like, my family's kind of driving me crazy and, you know, I'm just, I'm bored. And I think people are, you know, we're kind of hopeful and optimistic for a while. And now they're, it's setting in that it's going to be a while and there's some loss there. Sure. You know, and I've talked to several students. In fact, um, I know we were going to talk about my tips with Trish. I did. Um, I, I think there's a handful of people out there that have listened to that, but 
I did get um, two emails last week from seniors that said, hey, can you do one talking to seniors about just the loss of not being able to finish their college experience on campus. And that is so real, you know, so yeah. I'm going to probably this week talk about that, but also the fear and the anxiety about finding a job. I mean, that's always real anyway, but in these uncertain times, um, I think, you know, those seniors are really kind of trying to figure that out. But I know that Jim Collins and, you know, all of those VPs are really hoping that, you know, they can still have commencement and some of these special activities. I don't know when they're going to be, but they really don't want to cancel those things. So we don't know how that's going to look, but I've been in lots of conversations about, you know, what how we've envisioned that and we we are talking a lot about that obviously we don't know the timetable for that mm -hmm. but um but I think that's kind of where I mean I feel like this is really similar to like grief and loss like you've kind of got you know some anger and some depression and you know but you know it's it's going to be different week to week I think or you know in the next couple weeks we're going to see you know some new stuff so I'm just kind sure. of trying to stay ahead of it <laughs> sure and just so. being able to yeah I mean just being flexible and being well able to adapt to things as they come it's because there's yeah. so much uncertainty yeah. yeah yeah it's scary and that's the thing I would love to be able to say this is what's going to come next and this is how you're going to feel but I don't know I mean I don't mm -hmm. know how you know I don't know how I'm going to feel you know I'm I was you know talked to several people at home that really have some you know some difficult family issues and you know and i keep telling people i'm like i really like everybody in my house and they're driving me freaking crazy so um, <laughs> you know and i really like these people and we've had some good times but like i said we had a nice big family fight the other night and my husband and i called a family meeting and i cried through half of it so you know and i'm this is like i don't know if i can say this on a podcast but i've heard it I've heard it termed extrovert hell and if people know me they know I'm an extrovert so I'm really I've been trying to do zoom meetings with friends too and I kind of got my family to like every Sunday and Wednesday we all meet because I'm just you know for them but also for me I just need to see people so I sure. get it so I'm trying to tell students to do the same kinds of things to stay connected sure Okay, so and, and you mentioned uh, Trisha's tips, and so those are short videos that you're putting out and you're sharing out at the uh, Life at Loris Facebook page. And that's the Student yes. Life, the Student Life uh, Facebook page through Loris. So you can find it on Facebook at Life at Loris, and so and you'll be putting out something up. You said each week, correct? Yep, yep. And then we do have um, just on our web page on um, you know the Inside Loris. I've been trying to add a few things, like some fun things to do, like my family and I, we made vision boards the other day. Well, I made them make vision boards, <laughs> you know, just like something to do, like, okay, when you're out of this quarantine, what, what are you going to do? What are the top things? So we cut pictures out of magazines and tried to, so I have like a list of some kind of fun, creative things to do if you're kind of running low on ideas and just some other resources there. So I'll keep connecting. Um, I'll keep putting things on that. The other thing is um, my intern, my graduate intern, Taylor, she and I are going to try to start another mindfulness group. Well, Stacia and I are finishing up one in the next two weeks that we were doing before we left school. And so um, Taylor and I are going to try to put something out um, maybe every week. We don't really know how that's going to look right now, but something that's kind of just do some meditation or some mindfulness stuff. So 
be looking for that in the next couple weeks. And if people have suggestions, shoot me an email. I'm up for whatever. Yeah. I'm learning too. <laughs> well, and how can they reach you through email? What's what's your email address? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? I, just email me at Trisha Dabarelli at Loris. You can find it, you know, just by going to the directory or you can go to our webpage, uh, the Counseling Center, which is under student development, and you can find me, find me there too. And I'm open to ideas. I was super thrilled actually, because I don't know, I didn't know if people were listening to the tips with Trish or not. But when I got the two emails last week, I was like, all right, you know, so I want to be able to respond to needs of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's helpful. All right. Well, fantastic. Trisha, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. This was fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad things are going well and that, uh, you know, kind of keeping I'm glad that you're, you're there to help help students kind of work through this transition and kind of yeah. find the path for them. If later down the line, you know, I was hoping that maybe I could get into that same place in the AWC and or not AWC, but in the in the library, the ARC and do some podcasts on specific mental health things. So if you hear of some things that people need and you want to do something like this again, let me know. Absolutely. We'd love to have you again. I can ramble. clearly. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, okay. Trisha. And and, thank uh, and and thank you to all who listened into our discussion. To stay up to date on campus updates regarding the coronavirus, visit loris.edu slash coronavirus. You can also find more Loris news, features, and podcasts every day on the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. We hope you'll join us for the next Dewhawk Digest. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And go Dewhawks.